Hello and welcome to the Coffin Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Vampire Kitten, and today I am here with Miguel Valentin. Can you uh, introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, first, thank you for having me. Uh, truly honored. My name is Miguel Valentin. I am a tattoo artist and body modification artist. I also do performance art as well as um, some blood painting. That's awesome. Uh, I was going to say, originally from uh, from New York City, uh, part of the Gotham Halo, uh, but I've been residing here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida for the last seven years, and I'm basically making, making this my home now. Okay, cool. So how, oh, I have so many questions. Um, how did you get involved? Let's start from the, the beginning, right? How did you get involved in the vampire community? So uh, in 98, I was um, I was introduced to the vampire uh, scene, I guess you would call it, back then, uh, through um, the house that I'm a part of now, which is Hidden Shadows, uh, one of the three original legacy uh, houses that was started in Gotham. Um, and I basically was invited to go to a party, um, and I was I was blown away by the the vibe and the energy. Um, particularly because it was black and Latinos. Uh, I'm Puerto Rican and Argentinian. So to see uh, black and Latinos gothed out and vamped out and dancing to music like Rammstein and, uh, and Disturbed and, and Manson and all that, it was uh, it was something completely new and I was just enthralled by it. And, um, I, I was uh, I was taken back and um, I went back again a couple times and I had a blast, man. It was just uh, an amazing energy that was there. It was a it had a very tribal feel to it, especially on the dance floor. Um, and uh, I felt I, I felt so comfortable. I felt at home and uh, to the point where I, I felt comfortable enough to get on the dance floor and dance to the, the industrial music. Um, and then uh, I was approached by the elders of House in Shadows. Um, at the time, I was dating my uh, my ex-wife at the time, and she's a body piercer, and I'm a tattoo artist. And we were working together, and um, they approached us and they asked us to kind of take a walk with them. And we just we just went and started walking down 125th Street, and they were explaining to me what the House of In Shadows was all about, and the biggest thing that they talked about was uh, family, that it was a family and um, that they would meet regularly. And the tenants were basically about um, knowledge and magic, as well as um, there was a very strong emphasis on uh, nonviolence. And I had just, you know, I had uh, I had some some uh, some past experience with a lot of violence, and that really intrigued me because I wanted to leave that behind me. Uh, and these are these are uh, my elders are uh, top ranked martial artists. Like they grew up in the martial arts, and the party that uh, that I'm talking about, the Realm of Darkness, was actually held at the dojo. Uh, there was a dojo as well as a dance uh, academy, and then there was the club. And um, I thought that was 
I thought that was really um, respectable. You know that these are uh, these are guys that could easily break you down like quick, and they're pushing the whole nonviolence. And there was a lot of violence in New York you know, at the time, still is, uh, and their emphasis was about nonviolence. So that really intrigued me. Um, as well as the whole concept of um, learning about knowledge about energy transference, learning about visualization and manifesting, you know, manifesting your desires or your will uh, into this reality. Uh, and that was like, that was right on point with where I was at in my life because I was really into visualization. Um, I had just become a, a professional tattoo artist. And, um, that was that was what I used to do. I used to use my visualization and, and uh, project what I wanted to manifest. And they were teaching how to, I guess, first first identify as a as a vampire this archetype, which was to me a master of of one's own fate. You know what I mean? Like where you you can man manifest your energy in a mastery level. And to me, that was just like raising the bar and taking it one step further from just visualization, you know. Um, and we would have meetings where, you know, we would share each other's energy. It was it was almost like a power circle. And we would give our energies to each person's goal or vision. And that was that was like right where I wanted to be at that time in my life. Uh, yeah. So once, um, I officially became an initiate to house hidden shadows. Um, and you know, eventually the, the, the rankings, you know, go up in, 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 I guess, status, if you will. But the other thing was that, um, we would meet regularly downtown uh, with other houses and other uh, members of the community. I didn't know anything about it. And when I found out about it, I thought I thought it was great. I thought it was uh, interesting um, that there were other people like us. And um, that's where I learned about the scene and the community, the vampire community in, in general. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's, where I, that's how I came about with that. So you have a lot of history. So tell me a little bit, uh, you are you are officially our first kind of vampire type guest on this show. I've been kind of like postponing a little bit just because I want to get some other stuff mixed in, you know, but um, the intention for this show was originally like kind of like an interview with a vampire sort of thing where I wanted to talk to different people about their different experiences in the community as well. But I think it's interesting that you have been a very long time member of the community, um, especially the New York halos and houses and things. They're they're some of the oldest, I think, in the country. So that's really cool. That's a kind of that's interesting, like an interesting sort of look at it that not a lot of people get. Um, <clears throat> so you had mentioned that you became a tattoo artist. When did that start? That also started in 98 professionally. Um, okay. I had been. I had been dabbling a little bit, uh, you know, learning on my own. Um, I spent about two years tattooing myself, and then I got an apprenticeship in '98. And um, you know, I went full like I, I I didn't even think it was possible, but um, this opportunity came 
uh, and I, I, I apprenticed in a, uh, a small little studio in, in Harlem, 125th Street in Lexington. And um, within six months, I was tattooing professionally. Um, and man, that first day when I, you know, when he, he was like, uh, do you got your gear with you? And I was like, yeah, I, I got it all. And he's like, all right, take that name. Because he had, like the guy who mentored me, he had, um, he had this big back piece to do on some, some bodyguard or whatever. And the shop was like packed and people wanted to get tattooed. And he was like, grab that name. And then I did the name. And then I did uh, like a, a heart with a banner and then some Japanese kanjis. And like before I knew it, it was like 10 o'clock at night and I had done like 20 tattoos. And I was like, wow, this is fucking amazing. This is it. Like I'm quitting my job tomorrow. <laughs> So what and, were you uh, doing at the time, if you don't mind I was asking? Work, I was working at a bakery. Uh, oh. Yeah, I was working at a bakery, and I would be <laughs> like 4 o'clock in the morning making croissants and bagels, and then working till 12 o'clock, and then after 12 in the afternoon, I would head uptown, and I'd apprentice uh, tattooing. That's awesome. That's, yeah, that's how a lot like, of artists get started. It's just, yeah, it's so cool. I, it was... It was uh, it was a it was a blessing man too because back then nobody was taking on apprentices and they, you know like they just you know if you didn't have a book or you, if you didn't like know somebody uh and i just happened on it i just happened upon it and uh but i believe it was part of my manifest mani manifesting what i wanted because i've always been able to draw and when i learned to tattoo i was able i was forced to finish the piece you know, like I've got tons and tons of sketchbooks that are like half done. And when I started tattooing, I had to finish. It taught me a little bit of discipline. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, that vision manifested itself and, and I became a professional tattoo artist. And I've been doing it 26 years now. I own my own studio. Uh, I manage two studios and um, I still love it. I still love tattooing. I, I love going into work. I love my studio. I love my clients. I love the work that I get to do. So it's all it's 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 all been a blessing. So are your tattoo studios in New York or are they in Florida? They're in Florida. They're okay. in Fort Lauderdale. Two studios. One is uh, in Fort Lauderdale proper, and then the other one is the newest one that we just opened in Wilton Manors. Well, congratulations. That's exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's called Ink Addiction. Nice. I will make sure that I link everything in the description below for everybody. That way they can find you and your, and your studios and all that. Um, so moving on a little bit from there, because that's, that's exciting. But you also do, there's two things that you do. You do blood art, which I'd love to hear more about. And you do performance art. Yeah. So do you want to tell us a little bit about kind of both of those things and... Sure. How they so, came to be? Yeah, so um, I, I'm going to start with Theater of the Vampires, which mm -hmm. is uh, basically I stole it from Interview. Uh, if you remember, um, you know, uh, uh, Armand says, you know, uh, oh, vampires pretending to be actors, pretending to be vampires, uh, avant-garde. I think it was, no, it was Claudia who said that. But yeah, um, I was like, that's perfect. That's exactly what I want to use for my troupe. Um, and... I and so I was, you know, I was in Hidden Shadows, and we have this beautiful space, and there's a great stage, and it was like the testing grounds for for me starting this this troupe, and 
I'm very much into the theater and movies, and I'd seen a lot of performance art that was, let's say, not refined. And I'm a bit of a taskmaster, so I wanted to put together something that told a story. Uh, it wasn't just we're going up there and we're, we're, we're poking ourselves with needles or whatever. Um, and I had just gotten into uh, body suspension, uh, doing hook suspension. So what I did was I incorporated uh, blood play and needle play as well as hook suspension and throwing a touch of shibari rope bondage. Uh, and I did all that and I brought, to you, I brought it to you in the genre of the theater where there was dialogue and there was music and there was blocking and costumes and it was a, it was a performance. Um, and I owe a lot of that refinement to uh, another mentor of mine by the name of Lucas Zapira, who is a world-famous body modification artist out of France, who, uh, who founded the Artcore Connection, which I am a part of. And uh, it, it kind of just, they married each other, Arcor and Theater de Vampires, uh, where I learned about body suspension and, and performance art through Arcor, and then I, you know, ran with it and added the vampire flavor to it. Um, that led me to doing performance art uh, on stage involving blood painting. So as a performer, you, you realize that people's attention span is very, you know, limited, uh, five or 10 minutes tops. So what I would do is I would do these blood paintings where I would, I would poke, uh, poke myself and maybe fill up a chalice or something and do these abstract blood paintings on stage while I was suspended. And, uh, that was cool. That was great. It was fun. Um, but as an artist, I, I, I've, I came across someone by the name of Vincent Castiglia, who is one of the foremost acclaimed blood painting artists. But he would do these works that were so detailed. Um, I mean, and then in itself, the artwork was amazing. And then you went and you went, what? It's made out of blood? Like he uses blood for this? So I was intrigued by that. And um, again, I manifested that I needed to meet this person and I did, and he encouraged me to just sit down and do some some actual paintings, not on stage, and uh, and I did, and I put together a couple of canvases, and I just sat down and I I started painting with my blood, and it came very uh, very fluidly because it was it's very similar to when I do black and gray tattoo work, you know, it's uh, like one full cap of black and then half a cap of black and the rest is drops of water. So replace the ink with blood and there you have it. And that's, that's what I started to do. Um, and I just, I found a pension for it. I was, I was, uh, it was cause I'm not really good with, with regular paint, like acrylics and oils. I just, it doesn't, doesn't flow the way that this. So, um, so then I started doing these, uh, these, actual renderings of pretty much anything skulls uh, I love anatomy uh, kind of trippy surrealistic style uh, paintings 
and uh, and that that was the birth of that. Um, and I was fortunate to go fortunate enough to go to Paris a few years back. I got to see the Louvre and the uh, Museum d'Orsay, and I was just blown away, man. I was I was really just taken aback by. Uh, the the sculpture and the paintings and I came back from Paris super inspired and I was part of this uh, this art gallery and they were like uh, it, the art gallery actually itself is focused on um, our, uh, uh, repairing mental health through art which and when I told them I wanted to do blood paintings they were like and I was like, they were like, you're not hurting yourself, right? And I'm like, no, my ex is a phlebotomist and she takes the blood and I do it at, at Lear's. There's no self-harm at all. And they were like, great, do, do your thing. And they were went, went as far as to say that if I put together enough pieces, they would help me put a show on. That's awesome. And I, like, yeah, I was like, that's amazing. Thank you. So I did. Uh, I put together 13 pieces. Uh, most of them were just blood on canvas with water, and the uh, I think there's two of them that were actually charcoal mixed with blood and water. Um, <clears throat> and um, I, I'm not ashamed to say that it was um, the theme of the the series was about addiction and recovery. I'm uh, in recovery, and I'll be celebrating eight years. Uh, next February. Congratulations! And thank you. And um, the the that was the the motivation behind my first series uh, that you could see online in my website. Uh, it's you know the disease, uh, the progression, the grip, the higher power, all these things uh, was a, a big catharsis for me to get out and put it on canvas. Um, and now um, I'm in the process of doing my next series, which is more about the gifts of recovery that I've received so far. Uh, and I'm very excited for this next series to come out. Uh, I've been painting my ass off. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the viewing is uh, partially going to be at the symposium. All right. So I do want to get to the symposium. However... I would love to talk to you a little bit about, because I know that some of my listeners probably have no idea about the vampire community and the things involved with it. So um, can you tell us a little bit about the safety when it comes to painting with blood or even doing your performance acts or anything uh, or, and things along that line? Sure. So, yeah, um, obviously safety is, is our number one um, priority whenever we do a, a live stage performance um and that it, that includes like having a bio person or at least one or two bio people uh that are not actually on stage uh they're there to facilitate any um any mishaps that might happen um i am like i said a, play, a trained professional tattoo artist and body piercer <laughs> so um I've been certified in the bloodborne pathogens uh, and universal precaution, these type of things that we use every day in our tattoo studio. Uh, but on stage, you know, um, 
basic precautions that we use is obviously we uh, we lay down a tarp on the stage so that if there's any spill that it goes on the tarp. Uh, we have uh, individuals that are strictly for bio uh, any anything that that might spill or whatever. That's their job is to to contain it. Uh, I've been doing this a while, so I'm pretty proficient in um, when I do a, when I do a stage performance now, uh, knowing how to p uh, poke my vein and uh, have that blood go directly into a, a, a container or a chalice. I usually use a chalice. Um, I've gotten really good at that. Uh, and then, so once I have enough, and mind you, like I said, when it's when it's uh, a performance art, it's it's five minutes yes. top. So I don't need a whole lot. And it's an abstract painting on stage. So I don't need a whole lot. Um, I'm not hurting myself in any way by taking too much blood. Um, and as soon as I remove the, the needle or whatever, there's a bio person there who, who covers it in a, in a, in a bandage to, to keep it contained. Um, and then I'm, I'm pretty, you know, pretty focused and contained on just my canvas. I always use a canvas, I, you know, um, so I keep it contained to that, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's a bigger canvas or, or, uh, Depending on if I'm suspended or not, because I'll, I'll suspend horizontally and I'll have the canvas underneath me. I usually have somebody holding it, and I paint uh, that way. Um, when it comes to painting in my studio, not my tattoo studio. I don't paint in my tattoo studio. Uh, I mean my studio at home. Um, like I said, my ex is a phlebotomist. She's a licensed phlebotomist, and she's also a, a licensed surgical tech. So whenever I need to draw some blood, uh, I allow her to do it because she's the professional. And, you know, uh, I use the, uh, the test tubes that have the uh, uh, decoagulant in it, and I just store it. I store it in my refrigerator, and I use it as I need it. Um, I, doing paintings at home, you don't really need a lot. You That's know, what I a little was about to yeah. ask you how much this because yeah. I don't know the size of these paintings. They're on your website. I'd love to know, kind of like get an idea of the size and how much it requires to make something like this. So, I'm going to say one of my biggest would be the heroin overdose mm -hmm. and the higher power, and I'm going to say that's about four by five, four feet by five feet, something oh, like wow. that. That's a lot bigger than I thought. Yeah, it's it. it those are one of the bigger ones. Um, but and even this, though, go ahead. This heroin overdose piece and and higher power, they're both stunning. They're very cool. Thank you, thank you. Um, I kind of played on the word heroin, you know, um, with the e at the end for the female aspect. And in that piece, I can see it. Um, you don't know if like if God's hand is killing her or raising her. Right. That's kind of interesting. So, um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't need a lot. And when I work with these, these paintings on canvas, I have to work in layers mm -hmm. because I have to let a certain, the certain layer dry before I can go back into it. So I'm usually working on three or four paintings at, the, at, at a time. 
Um, and it's it's really uh, a little goes a long way, honestly. Uh, one test tube that you would get at the at the doctor's office when they're taking your blood that can be enough for a whole painting. Right. That's cool. Yeah, I I wasn't sure because it just seems like a lot of blood on these canvases, and now knowing the size, it just seems. It seems like a, a an insane amount. Do you use what kind of brushes do you use? I know that's kind of a really um, weird question, but <laughs> so I have some. I get these. Like, from, ah, okay. Yeah, I get these from India. These are, I have all different styles, different sizes. That's do what, what I, I was want. So just regular, regular, yeah, regular acrylic paint brushes, paint brushes or. Yeah. All right. So, you had mentioned that you were going to show your new art pieces at the symposium. Can you tell me about the symposium? It looks really fun. Have you done this before? Uh, not on this scale. This is, uh, this is the, one of the biggest endeavors I've taken on. And um, I put a lot of heart and a lot of detail into this and time and effort. Um, because... Uh, like I said, the, the, the past seven years have been a very uh, self, self-reconstructing, if you will, myself since I stopped using drugs and alcohol. Um, it's been a time for me to repair uh, uh, broken relationships, uh, making amends, as well as... Um, just stabilizing my life again, uh, and all the all the things, the new studio, my uh, my relationship with my family, all these things keep getting better and better and better, um, and I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to do this. So, for me, the symposium is uh, a way of inviting my friends. Uh, my family uh, to to celebrate wh I guess where I'm at in my life right now um, I've thrown parties before you know in New York City here in Florida um, and I always try to make it a little bit more than just a party yeah because you know the the it, it's great, the aesthetic looks cool, and, uh, you know, there's good music and everything like that, but I'm really, I'm really into more about finding out who the real vampires are, who the real witches are. And by that, by real, I mean who's, who's using this for more than just uh, an aesthetic to look cool at the party. Um, Back in back in New York, I started something called the uh, Undead Poet Society, okay. which was um, a way for me to uh, get to know my community. Uh, you know, because we would go to these parties and we'd have a great time, and you know, there was a lot of drinking and a lot of other stuff. And you walk away, and and you don't even know who you were just hanging out with. Nobody was really talking to each other. Uh, at, at, at length or in depth, let's say that, right? Uh, so I said, you know what, what's better than poetry to get to know somebody? So I started the Undead Poet Society, which was a, a, a monthly slam that you came and you, uh, you paid five bucks to read and you could win. I would give prizes away. And, 
Uh, I would give tattoos away. I'd give journals away for the winners. And the winners were decided by the audience. So it was like, bring your friends, you know, like, and the only requisite that it had to be three minutes and it had to be original. That's it. I'll tell you, people came out of the woodwork and I was just, I was really happy with it. Uh, we did it at Otto's Shrunken Head back uh, in the city um, uh, with the blessings of uh, Father Vincent, who uh, has since passed on. Um, but he was a great advocate for it. And uh, he gave me the space to use for no charge. He said, do your thing. And it was a, uh, it was a success. Um, so when I felt like it was time for me to, for lack of a better word, plant my flag down here in Fort Lauderdale, um, I said, obviously, we're going to throw a party, but I want to do something more. So uh, I started down here called the Hell's Gate Halo. Um, and just to ask, uh, just about to ask who started Hell's Gate. So, yeah, so that was, that was, uh, my idea. And, um, at first somebody asked me, well, why are you going to call it Hell's Gate? And I was like, bro, if we, if we go any further South, we're going to be in hell. We're in South Florida. Like what else can you do? And he was like, no, he pushed me a little bit. He's like, no, find, find something more. So I did a little digging and I found out that the Bermuda Triangle, which is also the Devil's Triangle, has three points. Bermuda, Puerto Rico, which is where I'm from, and Fort Lauderdale. Right. Like the apex of the triangle points directly to Fort Lauderdale. And as vampires, we are drawn to these energy nodes, right? These little places of, of uh, mysterious energy forces. So it just, it kind of aligned together. I say, okay, the devil's triangle. So now this is Hell's Gate Halo. Boom. Right. That's right? awesome. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's how that came about. Um, that's perfect. And yeah, it was. It was like, wow, this is like meant to be. Um, now, I've learned that each halo should have uh, a, a, a type of goal or a primary purpose, if you will. So my primary purpose for the Hell's Gate Halo is to uh, showcase art in every aspect, in every form, whether it's music, dance, uh, photography, theater, uh, filmmaking, whatever, whatever, crafting, you know, poetry, um, writing, movie making, whatever it is your art is. We want to showcase it and and promote it, if you will. Um, and one of the arts that I believe is becoming a lost art is the art of conversation. Definitely. <laughs> I totally agree with that. <laughs> right. There's too many people where, you know, everybody's on their phone and all you see is the top of their head and people don't know how to converse and they don't uh, offer the chance for somebody else's opinion to be brought to the conversation. So day one of the symposium, well, I should also say that I looked up, I was looking at words to use. I didn't just want to use a ball. Uh, I didn't want to just use like soiree or whatever. So I looked, did a little research and I found the word symposium and uh, I did a little research and I found out about Plato's book, the, the symposium. And when I got it, then I read it, I was like, oh, this is, a, this is perfect. Because what he did was he invited, and this was something that was a, 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 a repeating thing that they did in Athens back in the day, 
where they would invite the greatest minds to come and talk and speak, uh, give a little bit of a, a, a speech, if you will, on a specific topic. And then there would be drinking and, and a lot of fornicating going on and a lot of food and a lot of all the stuff that the Greeks used to do. Yeah, the Greeks know how to party. Yeah, Greeks know how to party. <laughs> so I figured what what better way, you know, to... to, uh, to uh, what's the word to um, to shadow that concept with what I wanted to do so day one I've invited everybody all my friends specifically uh, there's four individuals that um, I consider uh, pillars of the vampire community and have been for the last 25 years uh, Magister Kalita Magister Zaya the Sultan Jabbar and Madam Lisa Webb. Uh, I've invited them to come and be uh, my honored guests and be the icebreakers to the conversation. Because what I've set up is a beautiful dining room where we will partake of a full five course meal, an open bar from six to 11, Wow. There'll be some background music going on, some live music going on, but mostly it's going to be about the conversation. And each one of these people will get up and do a five-minute speech on a specific topic of their choosing to keep the conversation flowing throughout dinner. So at each course, somebody else will get up and they'll say their little speech and their topic, and we just keep the, 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 the conversation flowing because I want to hear what other people have to say and what they think. And I don't want to just, you know, I, I don't want to uh, hog the whole conversation. I want to hear somebody else's point of view. Because one thing I've learned is I'm still always learning. Every day, if I'm not learning something, then I, I, I need to stop. So that's day one. Um, also, the, uh, you should know that the, um, the menu is going to be uh, Latin flavors since we oh, are in Fort We are. South Florida, so uh, I'm bringing the sabor. I'm bringing the Spanish flavor. Um, that's day one, and that's at the Ocean Manor Beach Resort in Fort Lauderdale. It's this beautiful dining room with uh, we have the whole uh, um, beach scene as our as our backdrop, and it's just going to be a beautiful event. Day two is Friday the thirteenth uh, at the venue live in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, which is a beautiful uh, space. Uh, I've uh, I've got the uh, the crystal ballroom, which is this beautiful ballroom with a beautiful stage. And there's a there's an upstairs area that's got a mezzanine for uh, our VIP guests, and we'll have another VIP bottle service downstairs. And what I've what that's this is the soiree. This is the uh, the ball, if you will. And <clears throat> the things I've have lined up are uh, a local band uh, here in Fort Lauderdale called Rux Vendetta. And they are like, I, I, I'm, I can't say enough about these guys. It's, it's, it's as if um, The Cure and Typo Negative had a baby. Oh. It, would, it would be this, this band. Amazing. And, yeah, and they're a three-piece band and they're so tight and melodic and it they, when they play live you can dance to their music you know what i mean it's 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 really amazing so i booked uh rux vendetta 
and then I have three local DJs here uh, that are going to be spinning all night. Uh, DJ Linder Smash, DJ Lady Anime, and DJ Danny Bled. Um, so what I've learned in my experience is not to clutter up my dance floor with a bunch of performances. So what I'm doing is um, I'm combining uh, a, a group that's come together. Uh, we're calling it the Hell's Gate Fire and Drum Troop. And they are taiko drummers Ooh. and fire performers. And I've invited my friend Alexis Noventa from Puerto Rico to come and do a shibari uh, performance. But it's all going to be one performance. So the taiko drummers and the fire performers will act, uh, accentuate the shibari performance. That's awesome. And then, and then the shibari performance artist, uh, the, 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 the person who's going to be roped up, she becomes the living altar that will be the, um, the, the canvas, if you will, for a vampire consecration ritual which the five uh, the four other people that i mentioned will be a part of and i will do a live blood painting that night on stage and what i'm doing is i'm going to paint the hell's gate sigil and i'm going to do it in blood and everybody who's involved is going to charge that sigil and with all the good energy that's going to happen in that sigil that's going to project what the future of Hell's Gate's gonna be. That's actually sounds incredible, and now I wanna go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're more than welcome. Yeah, I'll God, definitely it's... have to look into it, see if I can swing it this year. But um, it seems like it's gonna be an incredible event, and I'm really excited for you. Uh, you've got it all planned out, huh? Um, Thank that's... you. I also, um, I should make mention too that, uh, like, kind of like where you're at, the, the, uh, the scene, if you will, or the, the the vampire community down here is not as big. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people don't know about it and don't know what it is about. So <clears throat> that's one of the reasons I set up the, the Hell's Gate Halo page so that people could ask questions or post their artwork. Um, and one of the things I'm doing too is I'm bringing one of my favorite fangsmiths down uh, a week before the event to take appointments to get uh, fangs, if anybody's interested in getting their fangs. Who's your uh, Who's your fangsmith? Her name is Ra Ubasti. Oh, uh, she's from New York. Yes. I know exactly yeah. who's her. I really want to get a pair of her stuff, or her fangs, <laughs> because she does some really interesting stuff I've never seen before. Yes, she is mm. truly an artist, and uh, I've invited her to come down. And she'll be taking appointments for uh, for the uh, for the uh, for the event. So yeah, that's uh, and and as well, I will have um, almost all of my first series on uh, display at the uh, at the event on on Friday the thirteenth. Uh, so the other thing is I've I've um, I've joined up with the Wilton Collective, which is. Uh, partnership with something called Julian's Fountain of Youth, which is a charitable organization here in Wilton Manors that helps young people of the LGBTQ community uh, help them 
learn how to make a resume, how to go to a job interview, how to get a job and, and things, that, uh, things that a lot of these young kids are not being taught. That is so important. Yeah, I, I think so. And um, so what I'm doing is I'm going to auction off. Well, so <laughs> here's the cool thing. Uh, one of my favorite performers down here is a, uh, a drag artist performance. Her name is Daisy Dead Petals. She is going to be the auctioneer to one of my paintings, and I'm going to donate 100% of the proceeds to Julian's Fountain of Youth. That's amazing. Um, I, when you were you, you said, oh, here's the cool thing. I was like, wait, we haven't gotten to the cool thing yet? Because we've been talking about cool things this whole time. <laughs> well, I just, I just, uh, I, that's another thing, too. I, I, I don't want there to be a dull moment at this mm -hmm. party. I want there to be things popping off all the time. Um, and I, I forgot to make mention of um, Jack and Shane Townsend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the authors yep. from New York, they will be um, at the um, at the symposium banquet as uh, also a guest speaker. I believe he's going to read something from uh, from one of his poetry works, and they're going to be uh, doing a meet and greet on the thirteenth and a book signing at the party. Um, and then I think the final thing that I have lined up is the. Um, the vampire, the best dressed vampire couple, uh, okay. and uh, we'll be giving away prizes and and, uh, and possibly some cash uh, cash prizes for the best dressed, because it's a, a noir blanc. It's a black and white themed, so bring your bring your hottest fit, and uh, and we'll see you at the ball. <laughs> That's now I really want to go. <laughs> um, okay, well, look. This has been an incredible interview. Um, we, I feel like we've covered so much in such a short amount of time. Can you tell everybody a little bit how to where, uh, how to find you online, where the the tickets are for the symposium, and so on? Absolutely. So, uh, the first thing you could easily do is just go to miguelvalentin.com. That's my website, and there's a uh, there's a drop down for the symposium. There's a drop down for Hell's Gate. Um, and the way to buy the tickets is through Eventbrite. So it's vampire with a Y. Vampire.eventbrite.com. That'll take you to the ticket price. And I'll, I'll tell you a little secret. If you put in Miguel 20, you'll get 20% off the ticket. Oh, you heard it here, folks. Miguel 20 for 20% 20 off of your vampire symposium tickets. All right. Sure. That's, um, I'll make sure I, so people have to watch the podcast to get a discount. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, was there anything else you wanted to kind of talk about that you were working on? Um, this has consumed me. This is basically everything <laughs> that's been consuming me since January. And, uh, when I birthed this idea, but, um, I guess um, what I would love is more, more, um, more traffic on the Hell's Gate Halo page, because it, it, this is not just for me. This is I, I'm making this page for everyone to take a part of. I'm I'm not trying to be king of anything. If anything, I'm a co-contributor, and I can't. Uh, we can't grow unless you participate. 
Yeah, so the, go to Hell's Gate Halo on, on Instagram, give a like and a follow. Uh, you're an automatic member. And then use the platform. Use the platform to show your artwork. Show off what it is that you do. Uh, and it doesn't just have to be vampiric. It can be uh, Wiccan or, or, or... We're inviting everybody. This is uh, this is for everybody. This is for vampires. This is for witches. This is for werewolves, creatures of the fae, other kind, other kin. Uh, everyone is welcome. And those who are just curious, those who are just curious as to what it means to to practice magic or to be a vampire, you know, we welcome all that. Um, so, is this group is the Halo just for Florida, like the the South Florida area, or is it for everybody? Well, everybody can take a part of it. Uh, the the South Florida area is the Halo. Got it. A Halo is a Halo is just basically an agregore or an area where you know that there's like-minded people in that area. So if you see anything with the Hell's Gate Halo, you know it's a safe space. Right. Well, it was lovely talking to you, Miguel. And um, we'll make sure we get everybody to uh, all of the information that you've shared with us. I'll make sure to share your art. It's so cool. And um, I hope that you have an incredible vampire symposium and an amazing rest of your day. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I love it. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on the Coffin Lounge podcast. Make sure you subscribe both on YouTube. And if you'd like to just listen to us, you can subscribe on um, oh my gosh, Spotify. <laughs> Have a great rest of your day, everybody.